Okay. Uh, well, first of all, uh, you know, this is obviously a uh, very interesting draft. Um, the way the whole thing was conducted and so forth. Uh, it was, um, you know, really a great uh, effort by everyone. Uh, certainly the people on our end did a, did a tremendous job. Uh, Nick, his staff, um, you know, Dan Famosi, the IT people, um, all the coordination, everything that went into it. There was a lot of preparation and uh, really went smoothly on this end. You know, the, the league, um, uh, that was uh, an efficient operation as well. The trades and uh, the communication that we had with them was pretty normal, uh, like it normally would be. Um, in terms of timing and so forth, there didn't really seem to be any glitches, at least not any that I was aware of. And we were certainly involved in a number of trades, and um, and those all went off uh, well. So it was really a, a very, very smoothly run uh, draft. Um, it was very challenging to do, but, um, you know, we went well. So, um, again, uh, you know, organizationally, uh, Nick and, and his staff, Monty, Dave Ziegler, the scouts, uh, you know, really, again, did a, did an excellent job of um, getting, getting the information um, at all points, whether it was at the start of the draft process or all through it in the spring. Combine uh, our different WebEx meetings um, and so forth. Uh, very, very well organized and efficient. And that it enabled us to operate pretty, pretty smoothly and seamlessly over the last three days. So, um, you know, that was good. And, um, you know, this is always a good opportunity, uh, an important opportunity to try to improve your football team. And uh, I feel like we did that this weekend. We, um, you know, drafted 10 players and, and free agents uh, after the in the period right after the draft the last couple hours. So we've uh, gone around on that. Uh, but I'm going to look forward to eventually getting those guys here and being able to uh, work with them. Uh, but in the meantime, we'll do what we can do in terms of, um, you know, giving them information and trying to bring them up to speed with uh, – you know, the playbook and training methods and so forth. So uh, we'll, we'll work through that. So it'll be a little different than what it's been in the past, but we'll, you know, we'll make the most of it. And um, you know, I'm excited to work with these guys. I know Nick uh, covered the first couple of days of the draft. So um, and I'll skip over that. Uh, you know, today we you know, waited for a while uh, until we we're able to, um, you know, pick Rowasser as our uh, kicker. And, um, you know, he's had a you know, really an impressive career, big leg, you know, picks the ball well, and then, you know, not great conditions as well. Um, you know, mature kid, big, strong kid. Um, then we, you know, got to the offensive line with uh, Amanu and um, Heron, uh, and then came back and got uh, K, uh, as an inside linebacker. Up in Wyoming, you know, he played with uh, Logan Wilson out there. In Wyoming. That was a pretty good uh, tandem. And then uh, off with uh, Dustin Woodard, uh, who's played uh, both guard and center inside. So, um, you know, added some uh, some depth in terms of offensive line, tight ends, obviously a kicker, and you know, big safety and, and uh, three linebackers that, that have some versatility, plus the, the guys that are 
coming in as undrafted free agents, which you know we've always gotten um, you know contributions out of uh, somebody from that group as well. So we'll see how all that pans out. So um, that's that's pretty much my update. Uh, appreciate everyone you know being here and, and following up. Hope we're all doing well in this remote environment, staying safe and healthy, and you know look forward to you know getting to the other side. So uh, first question will be Mike Pichaga. All right, thanks, Stacy. Um, evening, Bill. I hope you and your family and Nike are doing doing well. Everybody's doing well. Thanks, Mike. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the wide receiver group, and obviously you didn't draft a wide receiver uh, in this uh, three-day period. What does it say? How does it reflect upon the wide receiver group that you have currently, and how much faith you have for the, a lot of those younger players to make? Uh, progress in year number two, namely Nikhil Harry and Jacoby Myers. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see how all that goes. I'm sure that our young players are all, you know, improving year two. And um, been a first round pick on uh, Nikhil last year and, you know, second round pick on Sanu, um, you know, that was really off of this draft. And, um, obviously have, you know, Julian and a number of other young players. And I think that'll be a very good group. There's a lot of different ways and times to build your team, and the draft's one of them. Um, but as I mentioned, whether it's, you know, Sanu or uh, free agent signing like Bird or you know, whatever the case might be, there's there's multiple ways to to build your roster, and so this is one of them. Yeah, if I can follow up real quick about the, the Michigan influence, you have two players drafted from Michigan, and um, a tight end, obviously, uh, Asasi, who uh, – started at Michigan and moved on to UCLA. What is it about the Michigan program that you like? You obviously chose Winovich last year as well. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes it just works out that way. It's not really, you know, an intention to go in to draft a lot of players from one school or another. I know, you know, we talked about that before when we had guys from Rutgers and so forth and Alabama. And, you know, we've had different and then different schools where I guess that's been, uh, you know, there's been a little bit of a, multiple players from that school. But honestly, there's not anything we really think about. Um, just trying to, you know, take advantage of the opportunities to draft and, and put players on our team. And, you know, wherever they come from, they come from. So it's more coincidence or anything else. But certainly it's a good program. And, uh, you know, Know, from talking to Chase uh, about some of the players, you know, he was um, very complimentary about his teammates, and, and uh, you know, feel like they're all good players, and they'll find a way to win. Thanks, Bill. Um, hang on, I'm, somebody's unmuted. Uh, hang, I'm going to mute all again. And let me, uh, Andrew Callahan, you're next. Hey, Bill, thanks for uh, taking the time. I'm glad to hear everything's going well on your end. Um, sure. Obviously, every draft class is unique. Player situations are unique. But I'm curious, when you look at the group you've assembled here, what might be unique about this group or commonalities they might have had that, that stand out to you when you look at the players you've now grabbed over the last three days? Uh, well, as you said, every group's different. and. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes with, with this group of guys. 
think, you know, collectively we'll have to maybe sit back and, and, you know, take a little broader look and, you know, to answer that question and put it all together. But, you know, the short answer for me would be, uh, you know, every player has, you know, something that we feel like is uh, valuable to offer to our team. Uh, you know, I think this is a pretty you know, and, and uh, sure group. Uh, but we'll see how all that plays out too. You know, it's a little different in, in college than it is in the National Football League. The challenges will be different and all that, but you know, certainly I seem to represent themselves well and and uh, in our interactions with them and what we've been able to, you know, to um, you know, determine from our scouts and so forth. So it seems like a pretty solid group. Mike Reese next. Bill, how how you doing? Good, Mike. Good. Uh, I just want to start, if I can, with a lighthearted one. Um, can I get a 40 time on Nike? He's fast. Four? Fast. Sub four? Not as fast as the rabbits he's chasing, but he's close. <laughs> Not that fast, but he's fast. There you go. Um, I wanted to ask you about the, the quarterbacks. Um, last night, you know, Nick had said you guys would add one to join um, uh, Jarrett and Brian. Um, is that going to, you think, come through the undrafted free agent uh, route? Is that most yes. likely? That, yeah. And it is, can, can we confirm that it's Jamar Smith? Um, I know there's a report that just came out when we started that you guys might be close to, to lining that up. Yeah, you know, we talked to a lot of players after the draft, um, and I just, uh, you know, I wouldn't confirm anybody until we actually have a signed contract. And, you know, there, we've had plenty of cases where we've, we had an agreement with the player and it didn't happen and in some cases something's happened where maybe we weren't able to keep an agreement with a player you know due to physical or some other contractual issue that might pop up so we'll announce them once they're um you know once once we verify them and they're done um you can report them however you want to report them uh but we've talked to jamar no question yeah okay and and just to follow up on the position, you know, only about 12 get drafted on average. If you look at like the last 10 years um, for you guys in this draft, is, is how is there like just a couple that you had, you know, like draftable grades on? And like, how does that work as you're navigating through the draft on whether you actually go ahead and pick a quarterback? Uh, well, that's a, you know, a long question or a long answer there. We, we could talk about that for a long time. Um, but, you know, the bottom line is that, you know, we're evaluating that position along with all the other ones. And if we feel like we find the right, right situation, we'll certainly draft them. And we've drafted them, um, in multiple years and multiple points in the draft, um, didn't work out the last three days. That wasn't by design. It could have, but it didn't. Um, and we'll, you know. Again, there are multiple ways to build your team. We'll see whether or not that's part of another um, that comes up at a different point in time. You know, I don't know, but we just tried to do the best we could with what we had in this weekend, and that's what we did, and we'll see where it goes. Thank you. Yep, you're welcome. Uh, next will be uh, Joe Chiata, followed by Mike Giardi. All right, Bill, uh, quick question. I know you mentioned it earlier off the top very quickly uh, about the kicker drafting him in the fifth round. Um, can you go into more detail about what you saw in him? And did you ever see him at URI, or is it more based on what he did at Marshall? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got like, I uh, mean, I want to say it's like 250 kicks of him going all the way back to, yeah, when he's at URI and Marshall. So, yeah, we've seen it all. Um, uh, and, yeah, there's, you know, plenty of plenty of film on him. I think, you know, like a lot of players, you can see them, um, their consistency uh, improve over the course of their career. And uh, as they get, you know, fundamentally better and get bigger and stronger and, you know, grow into their bodies like most college kids do. So, um, but yeah, he's, you know, and again, he's kicked in uh, not great conditions. Uh, so, no, there's been plenty of days that, you know, it's been good conditions. I'm not saying it's all been blizzards, but, you know, he's got a good, you know, set a good leg. It's a ball straight. Uh, he's got good hang time on on the kickoffs, gets it up on the field goals. So, you know, we'll see how all that, um, you know, see how all that goes now in, in a different, little different environment here. Um, but I think there's a lot to like about him. And, and you know, he did well in both, um, at both the URI and, and at Marshall. Mike Giordi followed by Dan Roach. Good evening, Bill. I, I, I'm curious if, if by not, Selecting a quarterback that says something about the confidence you have in the in the current quarterback room with Jared and, and Brian. Uh, yeah, no, I, I like both those players. Um, you know, we've had Brian a couple times, and I think you know he certainly gives us a very uh, solid level of play, and and uh, you know we have a lot of confidence in him. And you know, Jared had a had a good year last year. He improved a lot, and you know, we'll see where that takes him. So. Yeah, I have, I have confidence in both players. Dan Roach, uh, followed by Doug Kide. Hey, Bill. Um, Dan. Two-part question. One is, what was the reaction of your staff and maybe your family and everyone to the star of, of Nike and what he was able to accomplish uh, in, in that position? He's all over the place on social media. Uh, but also just uh, kind of what did the Senior Bowl do, being able to be there, do for you, especially because of, uh, you know, the way things have gone this year with, with what we're all going through. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's really, it's a good point. Um, Dan, we, um, as you know, as, as you pointed out here, there really wasn't a lot, a lot of opportunity to, um, you know, get a, get a close look at players. And so the, the senior bowl and the Indy combine were, were really those two opportunities this year for the most part. And um, so I guess they probably, you know, stick with you a little stronger than um, maybe than in other years because it's pretty much all you had. So, you know, the senior bowl is good like it always is. Um, you know, that was a good group of players and uh, certainly players like, uh, you know, Kyle that came from a small school uh, to be able to see him work against, you know, some of the other top players in the country that, you just didn't see in college was you know, very beneficial to him uh, and for us to see that. So uh, that'd be a good example of um, not only, um, you know, being, being able to evaluate him defensively, but also, you know, just watch him handle the ball on punts and, and so forth. And, you know, uh, not great conditions down there in Mobile. So it's, you know, those were good evaluation uh, periods. And again, especially the combine or some guys that didn't work out at the combine and that, you know, leaves a little bit of a, you know, question mark about some of their, you know, testing numbers and so forth. So, but I mean, look, every team's dealing with the same situation. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, you know, Linda's, 
Linda did a great job with Nike. He's, as you can see, he's very uh, uh, personal um, and friendly, and you know gets gets a lot of uh, gets a lot of attention. So uh, I'll give her the kudos on that one. Uh, next is Doug Kai, followed by Ian Steele. Bill, I had a question from Dalton Keen. I know that Nick Sarah pushed on him a little bit yesterday, but with a player like him who wasn't quite as productive in college, do the interviews and the workouts count a little bit more on a player like that? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, um, you know, when, when you watch Dalton play, you just don't see a lot of, uh, you, know, you just don't see a lot of things that we do. Um, what the Virginia Tech offense didn't really translate, I would say, too much to a um, a New England Patriot offense. Um, but that's not uncommon with other players as well. So it is what it is. And I think the things that you saw uh, him do, which was you know his blocking, his effort to block, his toughness, um, and the ability to uh, to make plays with the ball in his hands, and and certainly the intent of the offense to get him the ball was impressive. Uh, they they did a lot of things to try to you know, get him the ball one way or another, hand it to him, throw it to him, uh, put him in different locations so that he could, um, you know, run with it or catch it and run with it. So, but you know, that's what you saw. I, I've already talked to him about that. That's going to be a big transition for him in terms of you know learning our our system and and. Uh, you know, being, you know, let's say, more detailed and, and more, you know, specific on a lot of assignments and, and uh, particularly in the passing game and, and learning how to block in close quarters, um, which, again, he shows plenty of, you know, ability to do that and size and quickness and so forth, but just say he hasn't done a lot of it. You know, he played quite a bit in the backfield, not as a fullback, but as kind of an off the ball. Sometimes it was sort of a fullback location, but not really a not lined up behind the quarterback, but line up in a backfield or off the line. So it's a little bit of a different uh, location uh, than what we would normally use. But, I mean, he's a smart kid. He's, he's athletic. He's strong. He's tough. So I don't see any reason why he can't and won't make those adjustments in time. So we'll work on that. Thanks. Final questions. Ian Steele and Aiden Curran. Go ahead. Thanks, Stacey. Bill, glad to hear that everyone's doing well. Uh, where you're at. Uh, my, my question's about Kyle Duggar, and it's kind of a similar point about uh, about the Virginia Tech scheme and, you know, that the tight end went through and how he's coming in to the pros now. Is there a similar type of deal with a Division II player coming into the NFL? And I, I know you've had a couple in the past with Gunner and with Danny and things like that. How do you foresee the challenges of, you know, translating a Division II defense into what you guys are running yeah i think that's a you know a really it's a, it's a good question and it's um you know part of the challenge of evaluating a player at a small school like that um i think the senior bowl really helped kyle uh you know there he's running a pro defense against a pro offense with soon to be pro players um uh, so whether it was one-on-one drills, seven-on-seven drills, um, you know, catching punts, um, you know, tackling in the game, um, whatever happens. You know, he, I think you could really see that he was able to compete and uh, very favorably uh, at that level of competition in a scheme that, uh, you know, is, represents something close to what we'd be doing. 
So um, it was a it was a short window, but you know it was a full week of practice and a game. Um, you know, I think I saw a lot of improvement during the week, and feel like you know this is a kid that's smart, that works hard, that that has a lot of ability. Um, we'll see how much time it takes. I'm sure it'll take you know some time to make those adjustments, but. I'm confident that he'll work hard and and he'll be able to handle the things that we give him and you know in time he'll be able to to do them. So um, exactly how long that takes or will take, you know, I don't know. But um, again, I, I think he's got a lot going for him in terms of his intelligence and his work ethic and uh, you know and the natural ability he has to to do things, whether it's playing the deep part of the field, uh, which he did a lot of at uh, Lenore Ryan uh, or play close to the line of scrimmage, which um, you know, he didn't do as much of in college, although there's some of it, and then there's more of it in the senior bowl. So you know, I think, it, you know, we'll just have to, uh, you know, take take our installation as it comes and, you know, watch him do multiple things and you know, see what things he needs a little more work on or what things may become a little bit easier to him. But and you know, we'll figure all that out in time. Uh, I think he's able, he'll be able to do the things that we need him to do at that position. But it's – Without the senior bowl, it, it certainly would have been for me a lot tougher projection. Um, you know, if he if he wouldn't was wouldn't been able to do that. And last question will be Aiden Curran. Hi, Bill. Uh, with things up in the air in terms of when the team can meet again, when all NFL teams can meet again in person, uh, curious how you're going to address the, the extra challenge of bringing this rookie class um, up to speed virtually to begin with and then not knowing when you can get them in person and see what they can do on the field as well uh right yeah well we'll pretty much follow the format that we've um that we've done with the veteran players uh so we'll have a you know a rookie mini camp uh if you will and and take that time to try to uh, orient the players the best that we can to um some of the things that they're going to be dealing with and also to try to start the process of uh, new terminology and nomenclature and terms and so forth. Uh, and then uh, that eventually we'll follow that up with um, the rookie developmental period that um, at the league, I think it's on May 11th. And then that will eventually merge into a, uh, you know, full scale like OTA uh, type meeting schedule that we have uh, would normally have without the on the field work. Um, but, you know, try to use that time to, to bring the team together in terms of putting our plays in and so forth. And, you know, also trying to help them structure their training so that they can best prepare for the season. Um, whatever guidance and direction we get on that, when we get it, uh, we'll, we'll modify things as necessary. But at this point, um, I'd say we're planning kind of a, a normal spring in terms of covering material and giving them information and um, testing them to make sure that they, you know, are comprehending it and can give it back to us. Um, and then but we'll just have to modify that as we go. Uh, and whatever, however, it goes to training camp and the early part of the season and so forth, however that ends up happening, then we're, you know, we're ready to adjust along the way. But um, so far, I would say after a week of, you know, meeting with the players last week that these WebEx meetings have gone um, very well. I'd say in a way surprising, better than I would have expected. There haven't really been any, you know, problem. Players are engaged. Um, they're learning, uh, you know, a lot of material and 
and put a lot of time and work in it. Um, they're following the guidelines that we've given them in terms of their training program off the field, or I mean, on the field training program and uh, weightlifting and so forth. And they're obviously at various um, varying degrees of facilities and and um, equipment and so forth. But uh, you know, one way or another, we're I think they're finding a way to work around it, and we are too. And so. Um, you know, I commend them for that, and hopefully we can string, you know, a few good weeks together on that spring and do the best we can to prepare to be ready for training camp. It's certainly not what we're used to doing, but, again, everybody's dealing with the same situations. But um, we'll just try to make the most of whatever our opportunities are. Great. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for the question.